What's up guys and welcome to our podcast. This podcast will be mostly about gaming mice and gaming and this is our first experimental episode. If you end up liking this episode and you enjoy a podcast like this, let us know so we know to make it more regular for you. And if you have any ideas for a future episode, let us know also. This first episode is mostly gonna be about the Vaxi Zuken NP01 gaming mouse. I'll start introducing myself and then the other two guys can introduce themselves. So my name in internet is Camis and I'm an ex-professional Call of Duty 4 and Call of Duty 1 player. I've played many different FPS games on high level and played for many dif- uh, many years. I've reviewed mice basically for about 8 years on and off. I would say I had like a 4 year break at some point and then beginning of this year I decided to start my own YouTube channel and start reviewing mice there. So that's pretty much it for me. Absego, how about you next? Um, yes, uh, I'm P. Zogel. Um, I'm working as a freelance mouse reviewer for Tech Power Up. And yeah, I've been avid gamer for the better part of 20 years. So lots of wasted time, but hopefully <laughs> some merit uh, for the discussion. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I'm NVC. I've been reviewing mice since probably about 2012, give or take. I can't remember exactly when I started, but it was around about the time that I played for Team Dignitas. I've been playing competitive FPS for as long as I can remember, most notably arena FPS, so like your Quakes, etc. But I did dabble in early days of Call of Duty. I actually remember Kami's. Uh, name pop up here or there in COD 4. My PC back then was pretty poop. So after COD 2, I kind of just fell back into Arena FPS until, of course, I got a job and was able to buy pretty much the newest and best hardware at the time. And now I play pretty much anything. But yeah, I'm very fond of uh, P. Zergo's reviews on, on Tech Power Up. I always go there. So it's, uh, it's uh, somewhat of a little honor to be on a podcast with him, I have to say. Yeah, same here. I've been reading uh, Sogol's reviews for a long time too. Those are very good, very good technical reviews. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so basically today's episode we're going to talk about mostly the Vaxi, Vaxi Tsuken NB01. And for what I understand, Sogol is the only one that currently has the mouse, but we are mostly going to be talking about the things that they have released already in their press releases and stuff like that. But Sogol, do you have any... Uh, any input that you can give us some first views uh, or something? I do, I do. Um, let me let me try if you can hear this. <laughs> Sounds like a Zoe mouse uh, to me. Can you can you recognize the sound? My my girlfriend is currently signing divorce papers, even though we're not married yet. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's the the typical uh, Zoe scroll wheel, but of course it's not Zoe. It's it's Vaxi. And, um, yeah, I mean, basically, as far as um, first impressions uh, so far go, it is indeed basically what you would expect from a new Saui release, although it isn't a Saui release. It's, I mean, the scroll wheel is basically the same. Um, the shape is, is incredibly similar to the Zowie S2. And overall, it's, I mean, it has a better cable. It's, it's braided now. And it has different coding. Um, of course, uh, slightly uh, different and 
slightly better sensor. And uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so there, there isn't, um, I mean, it's not, it's not, um, not a little uh, step for a Sally mouse, but compared to others, uh, it might seem a little light uh, on the innovation side of things, at least uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like a Zawi mouse to me, but there's like a ton of configuration added, added to it because on the bottom side, it, it has like, it has a, you can change the uh, response rate of the clicks right, you can change the lift off distance, and then you can change the DPI. So at least uh, it's not yeah. just the DPI. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, for Zawi mice, it's always been uh, CPI and polling rate. And yeah. for this one, it's debounce delay as well. And actually, the the debounce um, adjustment is quite uh, handy on the vaccine because on the 2MS setting, uh, I can already um, make it uh, slam click if I drop it from like five centimeter in height. Oh, so it's going to be heavily <laughs> so it's, it's really like... borderline. I mean, yeah. going even lower would probably give you double clicks right off the box. Um, so I would expect um, with wear and tear setting in um, that the 4MS setting, which is the second highest, is probably um, the, the best setting for, for most people. So it is a debounce delay setting, because that's what I thought it would be, but in those pre-release videos, they sort of talked about response rate, and it seemed from the demos that it's actually, you know, the click response time that you're configuring. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Uh, I mean, okay. for for most um, uh, implementations of uh, mechanical switches, debounce delay basically... Um, one-to-one -one translates to button response time. Okay, okay. Uh, just just to quickly ask, um, with a setting of four, would, would that put it in line with like the uh, EC2 and S2 uh, response I, time? Or? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, um, I don't know what it's like on the most recent Zaui, uh EC mm -hmm. uh, releases. Um, I know the... S series had, I don't know, I think it was 6.5 MS mm -hmm. uh, delay, click delay. So I would expect that the forum S setting, well, it's probably around 5 or 6 actually. So it's mostly equivalent uh, to, to Saui releases. Sure. Yeah, for me at least, the, the button response has never been an issue apart from when it's like too high. So I'm talking like Kana V2 old school mouse days where yeah. <laughs> I think that was, what was that, like 12, 14, something like that? Yeah, or, or Kinzu v, V2 or V3, yeah. those had, I don't know, 26 or 27, <laughs> Jesus. which is <laughs> quite notable. That's massive, yeah. I think in those pre-release videos, they stated that their previous previous designs have had the 8 millisecond, millisecond response mm -hmm. time. And here yes. it actually actually just say, says it so. So it's quite a bit different, yeah. 
Yeah, I think they they have the stance that um, it's not just about lower necessarily always being better. It's also about um, what the user expects uh, yeah. the delay to be. And it should be consistent and it should be basically in line with uh, whatever timing uh, the user has for his clicks. And apparently, because most mice have uh, delays around, I don't know, two to six, uh, two to six milliseconds, um, they probably think it's it's best to keep it around that range. Yeah. It's so funny. Sorry, it's funny you kind of mentioned that in a way because. Uh, and, and not to go too much off topic, but people didn't really consider weight to be a huge factor either uh, until Final Mouse released the Ultralight series and even before that, I think, maybe. Um, and now everybody's all about the weight. So uh, maybe the sim a similar thing to, to mouse burns, like it's probably not a problem. Even before they added the 4 or 2, which is, as you might expect from the EC2S2, maybe not necessary, but maybe people will now make it a problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think we have gone a little bit overboard with the lightweight mice. I mean, 45 <laughs> grams is like what Ultralight 2 weighs about that, and the HDS is the same. I mean, it's weight. It's not too low weight for me, but it doesn't matter. If the mouse is under 70 grams, it's completely fine for me. I don't care under that anymore. Yeah, I, for me personally, uh, everything I'd say below 110 is actually fine. I, okay, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I do notice uh, if it's, I don't know, 105, but for most games I play, I, it just doesn't matter. It's, it's not really much of a concern for me personally. Yeah, for me, I think I'm about 90 is kind of where I want to be in any... Uh, any less I can deal with and any more is starting to be a little bit too much but that's only since using like the Death Adder V2 and the EC2 until I used those I was more than happy with like 105 gram mouse yeah yeah it's mostly what you're used to and you can easily get used to a lower weight mouse but is it worth it that's the question I guess and you might not like the shape if you try a lightweight mouse and stuff like that so yeah I mean for for health uh, reasons and and preventing um, carpal tunnel and stuff like that. It's definitely a good idea to have a mouse that isn't too heavy, but I do have doubts as well um, about uh, weight in uh, affecting performance um, to any significant degree, or at least uh, a degree that would warrant uh, the the hype that surrounds lightweight mice. Yeah, exactly. So what if we jump a little bit to the Vaxi as a company? So basically, what do you think about the fact that they will only sell their mice to, through their website? There, there are no retailers whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think it's... It's... Most most uh, assuredly, it's interesting and probably also clever um, to do. Um, but I'm not entirely sure actually how how the whole thing works. Um, I mean, from what I've seen, Vaxi is uh, 
a shop, but it's also um, a, a peripheral company, much like Zowie was. And at the same time, there is um, Zygen, which apparently is the brand of the guy uh, who gave input uh, about the mouse, Noppo, I think he's called. Noppo, um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure um, what actually um, is the relationship between Vaxie and Zygen, because on the mouse, uh, the logo is actually Zygen. And if you look uh, on the mouse, it just says powered by Vaxie on the okay. bottom of the mouse and, and nowhere else. And the okay, same okay. as on the box, it's just Zygen NP01. So I don't really know what Vaxie is. In fact, I, I messaged them and asked them, and that was roughly a week ago. And they they said um, a couple of days later um, that the reply will take a while. Apparently, it's it's not that easy to put into words for them uh, themselves. So okay. um, I think it's it's a smart move in terms of um, being able to provide better customer service. Um, directly if there is no retailer and it's probably easier for them to uh, just get in touch with their customers and, and get feedback from them if they they have their own um, ecosystem yeah that's true yeah I just one thing I don't like about it is the fact that well, the shipping costs, I mean, they just sent sent us an e sent me an email and I think they tweeted about it that they have a new shipping option in Europe where they the shipping would cost 10 euros and the express shipping that they the pre-order was with cost like 18 euros or something. But Finnish online retailers usually there there is no shipping cost whatsoever, so that's oh, yeah. that's a big plus for me from here. But I don't really mind mind that I have to buy it from the Vaxi store. I mean, it's it's good. I, I yeah, and I agree with the fact that it will most likely help with their customer support because they will get the feedback will go straight to them, so they will hear all the all the details about the mice and what's wrong and stuff like that. But that's my only gripe with it: the fact that I have to pay for shipping, but it's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, I mean, in terms of my thoughts on the company, I don't mind it. I'm a little bit sad. And I think for a lot of people, sad for them that they're not going to be able to have like Zowie everything on their desk because you got to the point where you could have like a Zowie mouse, a Zowie keyboard, a Zowie mouse pad, a Zowie monitor, and even a Zowie sound card. And now you've got to start from scratch again and have a, a Zygen mouse and then probably another brand of a keyboard because I don't know what their plans are either, whether it's going to be Zygen very specifically for the gaming peripherals obviously they spoke about doing more casual stuff and i don't know i'm just expecting a chair at some point yeah. but um <laughs> i don't know what their plan in that respect is going to be but it's i don't know it's a bit of a shame to go back to to square one in that sense but also kind of exciting um that we are finally seeing some uh, additional development rather than just sort of re-releasing the same mouse um with just a, an updated sensor after however many years. 
that we had with the um, the EC2 and uh, other series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's refreshing to get a get a new mouse from Zawi. I mean, the S2 is like S2 and S1 are the newest mice, right? And they have been out for, I think, at least two two years, maybe, or something like that. Well, it's really the question: what will happen to Zawi now? I mean, we've uh, had an announcement about new codings, I think, a week or two, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. So, with the basically um, uh, design main force now at Vaxi, uh, the question really is: what will Zawi be able to put out? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, really, when you look at it, since, when when did the 3360 release now? Is it 2015, 2014? Uh, 16, I believe. 2016, okay, I'm a bit further off then, but... Or, or 15, late 15, early 16, I guess. Yeah, I mean, since then, it's been very difficult to make a bad gaming mouse, right? So, yeah, exactly. even if everyone from... Zowie left the company, all they would have to do is look at their previous products and realize they've got an amazing shape in the EC and the S and the FK series. And a lot of people like the S mice. And then just copy all the other companies now trying to make their mice lighter. Um, I mean, Razor are doing it without holes. Vaxi are doing it without holes. Um, it, it, I don't think it would be impossible for them to to innovate if they actually wanted to, but whether they do, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Zowie's appeal has always been to provide some some degree of consistency. It's always been, I mean, all the, the releases over the years haven't been very, um, there hasn't been uh, much in terms of uh, overall changes, no, no big leaps or anything. So um, I don't know if they actually have anything to gain by, I don't know, cutting 15 gram weight. Mm. Uh, I'd rather guess um, most people who are using Zawi mice and, and like them would rather uh, see, I don't know, better scroll wheels or, or something like that rather than lighter weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I think that. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead I, go I was going to just read like a, just a little comment from. I have an old Zowie Davina mouse review here that kind of like sums it up. I think oh, a couple of sentences. Zowie might charge a relatively premium price for mice that lack some of the software-based customization that's on offer by some of their competitors, but they more than make up for it in comfort levels and performance that matches even the closest of competitors when it comes down to perceivable impacts. And I think that kind of like sums it up in a way. They might not be as light as uh, mouse A or B, but will it make you a better player using that mouse if it might also be slightly more uncomfortable? No, probably not. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's getting like really hard in today's, today it's getting really hard to recommend Zowie mice, you know, for new people that want to buy a, buy for example claw grip mouse or palm grip mouse because they are quite expensive and they lack some features that those newer mice have like better cables maybe and stuff like that so i think i think in my opinion it's getting hard to, rec uh, to recommend zowie mice and i have mm -hmm. to see when i try them mp1 myself that how good it is but 
I have high expect high expectations, so I think I think I will be good with it. But let's see. Yeah, I mean the the main problem uh, with Zaui is indeed the price uh, these days. It's, it's just I mean not any uh, everybody needs uh, particularly lightweight or good scroll wheel or whatever or software. All these uh, things uh, Zaui mice uh, don't have. But most people just uh, check Glorious, Model O, Model D, and see that they retail for $40. And Zowie mice usually cost 60 or 70 And in that case, uh, there really is no good reason to go with Zowie unless uh, you're already um, used and accustomed to Zowie. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, I can attest to that. I got stuck using a def adder for so many years and trying to move away to another mouse was difficult. So if you're stuck using like a EC2 or EC1, which is even bigger than like the def adder, it's probably difficult to find something else that might be uh, 100% like to your to your taste. I don't know. Yeah. But let's get back to Vaxi again and the, and the mouse itself. So basically, we, we don't know that much about Vaxi yet. I guess they yeah they mentioned us as one of you said that they also they are gonna make something else than gaming products also. Then and maybe it's like Sogali you mentioned that maybe the Suken series is gonna be or the Suken brand is gonna be mostly the gaming mouse stuff and gaming keyboards or whatever they're gonna make. Yeah, apparently and Vaxi itself is gonna be different. Apparently, there's there's another mouse coming in November. Um, but that time it, it won't be Zygen, but some other brand or some okay. other uh, sub uh, company. Uh, it will be uh, another former CS Pro. Don't know who it is. I'm not sure whether it's been announced. But apparently, um, all those releases will be some kind of partnerships with uh, pros. I guess, <laughs> at least okay. from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's. I guess that's a good idea to do that sort of... Oh, well, it's what Zawi did. I mean, the easy series, I think it was a CS 1.5 or 1.3 player Heaton that was the main guy designing those or what has had at least some something to do with the design. I'm not sure about the FK and the ZAZ. I think FK yeah, is yeah. also... Um, the, the EC was um, Emil Christensen. Yeah, that exactly. was Heaton. Yeah. And then yeah, Spawn did another one. Was, ah, yeah, true. Was um, some other guy. And I think it, it stopped with uh, the S-series. There was no um, sort of partnership with any pro for the S-series. So it'll be interesting to see whether Zowie goes back to to doing esports partnerships, or whether Vaxie will will do that instead. Yeah. So uh, actually, did you NVC already receive your? Uh... Uh, it was supposed to arrive today, but they decided to ship mine not from Taiwan, but it, I think it's coming from one of the, the people living in another country. So I've got some obscure shipping service that uh, tried to deliver apparently today. I mean, I'm on the seventh floor and I've been looking for a delivery van every day for the past like two weeks. But um, yeah, uh, hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. 
So how close is the? I mean, they pretty much. I think they mentioned something. Right? It's it's close to the e, uh, EC2 and S2. It's it's more like the S2, but it has some like characteristics from the EC2. Yeah, so, it's it's. I mean, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, if you look at the mouse from the top, it's actually distinguishable um, from the S2. It, it has the same width, same length, um, same general uh, um, measurements, and it's the hump curvature, hump uh, placement is identical. It's basically the same shape, just looking at it from the top and the back. But when you flip it and, and check uh, the bottom, it's um, exactly like an EC, um, which is, I mean, it's obviously an ergonomic design because it's not axisymmetrical and, and therefore not ambidextrous. But at the same time, um, in terms of shape, it's it's much closer to the S2 uh, than to the EC in terms of how it actually feels in hand. So um, I'm quite curious how people who prefer ergo shapes will will react uh, to the NPC one. Yeah, I'm quite interested how NVC is gonna like it because I know that he's mostly been using Ergo mice for the for all the, all, the, all that I remember. So that's gonna be interesting. I, I've been using many different shapes, so I don't think I will have any trouble getting adjusted to it. But mm. but yeah, yeah. Like for me, the reason I use like the Depth Adder or the EC2 or the IntelliMouse Pro for a brief period is a the ergonomic, which is nice and comfortable. Uh, I don't want a mouse that's too wide and I don't want a mouse that's too thin either because I like to grip it when I'm like aiming mid-range. But the thing that really pulls me toward most ergo mice is like a gradual slope from the back point to the top point. So like a more central hump, but without the mouse being too low. Uh, I don't really like mice uh, like the G403 so much because they rise very quickly to the highest point. So it really does fill your palm. And that's kind of like where my worry is with the NP01 when it finally arrives is that maybe the back comp is too aggressive and it's retained too much of the ambidextrous properties. Um, but I'm always interested in trying any mouse that is touted as an ergonomic-esque shape. So um, yeah, I'm excited to try it, but a little bit reserved and uh, we'll have to see, I guess. All right, all right. By the way, how 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 do the clicks feel? Because I know that some old Zowie mice had like really hard to actuate clicks. Those were not soft at all. How is how is the much lighter? Um, it's okay. it's actually surprising how light they are. Um, I, I would have expected them to be rather heavy because um, there's always been um, the assumption that heavy clicks prevent accidental clicking. Um, but apparently they, they felt comfortable, um, going with lighter clicks this time. I'm glad about that. I, I prefer lighter clicks myself very much. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I can, uh, can give you a, a short sound, uh, sample. Oh, you got it plugged yeah. in at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it your new main or... <laughs> 
Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> My main is different one every week. Okay. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the um, it's still Huano uh, switches, so um, not that different uh, from Zaui, but in terms of uh, stiffness, it's it's much lighter, which is simply due to the shell not being as thick, and of course the the button pieces themselves being mm -hmm. separated uh, from the body. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. How was how did it feel reviewing the mouse? Because, I mean, you you pretty much completed the review, right? So how did it feel? Because all those, all those pre-release videos they and all the information that they released, it was quite extensive. I mean, there is not much left for you know, basic consumer to study from anywhere else, like reviews. I mean, always you can get like impressions and stuff like that. But was there like any any factual or uh, technical things that uh, you? Well, there were obviously some technical things that yeah. were missing. But what was the stuff that mostly that was missing from those, in your opinion? Yeah, what what surprised me was um, there was some um, discussion prior that um, they they use um, rather thin mouse feet um, and they they actually did a whole article why they uh, use um, such thin feet. Um, they are 0 0.45 millimeters instead of the usual uh, 0.6 and the reason given was that according to their measurements uh, CPI accuracy was better with uh, the thinner feet. But actually, um, when I tested it, um, CPI accuracy was rather poor. So the, the 400 CPI step was more like 415. Uh, the 800, I think, was 835 or something. So it's pretty much across the board a 5% deviation, which means um, if they had uh, chosen thicker feet, the, the usual 0.6 uh, thickness, um, CPI accuracy would have been much better prob probably. And uh, for me on my pad, I actually uh, got some, some scratching on certain parts of the pad. So Either my feet are, are too thin, possibly, or they are just too thin in general. I don't know. It's um, it's interesting you should mention that. I can't talk too much about it, but I think most people know by now I had the Death Adder V2 Pro for a long time. Um, and going from the final sample to the final release version that you can buy, even though it was the same shape, and underneath had the same sensor position, the same mouse feet, um, I had a pretty... A significant DPI difference and the retail version is actually the same as like the traditional v2 wired version whereas my sample was slightly lower if I remember right so I'd be curious to know whether it's a change from the pre-release versions to the retail version um, and something internally that's changing that or whether it is purely mouse feet or something else 
Yeah, I mean, some deviation is, is usually fine if uh, there is some, some means of adjusting CPI, but with this one, it's of course just uh, four steps um, mm. which are fixed. And if they are off, um, the only thing uh, that can be adjusted is in-game sensitivity. And especially for those um, who like to change mice or, or don't use one mice for every uh, one mouse for everything um having having um significant deviation can be a bit uh off-putting it can also be quite annoying i suppose if you decide to use different mice within a single game as well um, yeah, yeah i t had that problem with apex actually changing going from the m4 that i reviewed and back to the death adder I, I always tend to have slightly different dpi and it was just yeah, you can't save sensitivity with two decimal places. It always resets on restart. So, yeah, it definitely be more annoying than you might think. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun when you when you're reviewing a mouse. Like I recently got the Death V2 Pro also, and now that I've started playing with it, the results weren't that great to begin with because yeah, it's a lot larger than the most mice I've used in a long time, and. Uh, and yeah, so competitive scenarios, I would lose all my fights in diabolical duels and stuff like that. So in the middle of the game, to not lose the duel, I had to switch to my Viper Mini <laughs> mini in, the, in there to get, get the win back. So People just don't so, understand the struggles reviewers go through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's hard. I can just I, I can only imagine Persergo has like a dedicated system with all of his USB ports taken by mouse that are plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only have uh, I only have two on the desk at okay. any time. Yeah, <laughs> I just um, I do other stuff uh, with the mouse um, if uh, if I'm reviewing uh, multiple multiple mice. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm not sure that you mentioned it already, but how about the feet? The mouse feet, uh, what, what, what's the glide like? I mean, you mentioned the thickness. Yeah, it's, but it's how, difficult how... to say because, um, as mentioned, uh, I have uh, scratching on certain parts. I mean, on the parts um, where I don't have scratching, glide is okay, I guess. It's, it's fine. I don't mind it too much. But compared to, I don't know, recent racer feet or something like that which are not only thicker but also are just better quality um the stock feet uh on the mp01 aren't that great and oh yeah by the way this yeah, the stock feet on the FRV2 Pro that I got they are they are pretty they are like very good they are one of the best stock feet that I've tried and also on the Endgame Gear XM1 RGB, that one has great stock feet also. But yeah, I mean, even glide. even something like uh, the Shakun Light 2 200, which is just a Chinese OEM design, has really good feet. I mean, feet that are good enough that you can just uh, use them and, and don't have to to worry about any replacements but um with these feet personally i think i'll i'll um re remove them tomorrow and try thicker feet uh, and see how how the mouse performs then because uh, i guess it will be much better with uh, thicker feet actually 
in the vaccine shop there are the bigger feet already um, on sale so I guess uh, <laughs> vaccine sort of expects people to to actually want figure feet anyway which is yeah I don't know rather curious mm -hmm. yeah. that's also a bad thing about them them only selling them on the their own shop because yeah the shipping costs with the feet it's the shipping cost is going to be about the same same price than the feet so yeah that's that's not great yeah especially if you if you get the mouse with the stock feet and you notice you don't like uh, the stock feet you have to order the the feet and, and pay shipping twice or alternatively um you get the additional feet right away and then you notice that you actually don't need them and then you've paid i don't know six bucks for for feet you you don't actually need so it's not really optimal either way personally i would have preferred um the the 0.6 uh feet by default and and that's it no no additional feet have to actually, see how i get it yeah. tomorrow yeah actually in the box there are no replacement feet either so it's just the mouse and that's it okay okay well yeah, i guess i guess replacement feet they are like sort of um, well they are useful especially if you want to change the para, change to a paracord or something but if you if the mouse already has a good cord cable i mean you don't really need those uh changed feet uh second feet in my opinion because the, if you use a cloth pad it's like they last pretty much forever in my opinion yeah for cloth pads uh, most definitely yeah yeah, I think I only ever changed mouse feet on like my old, old, old IntelliMouse 3 when I was playing COD 1 and was using, was using a table instead of a mouse pad. Then I, uh, then I swapped my mouse feet. In fact, back then I not only changed my mouse feet, but I used Mr. Sheen table polish to make my mouse go like a million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, good old days. Yeah, I used IntelliMouse 3.0 also quite a long time, but... But then I real I found the Intel Intel mouse optical 1.1, and that became my favorite mouse for many years. Yeah, it's weird. Many I think years. back in the day, everyone went through that process of going from like the first WMO to the 1.1. Some then went to the 3.0. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of choice back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was so, sort of good because everybody was used to their mice at least. They, there was not many options, so people didn't just change their mice every week and spend money and stuff. So that's the upside, I guess. It kind of went, just, I don't know, I quite like this topic. It kind of went the way of monitors. Like we had really good mice. I mean, accidentally good with Microsoft. Let's face it. Um, you had to overclock manually to 500 hertz or whatever. Uh, and then we went to laser sensors for a while, which, I mean, for a competitive player, they weren't ideal, but obviously they were more than okay for most surfaces. And the same with monitors. We started with CRTs with like high refresh rates. And then we went to tournaments and they started having 60 hertz LCDs on stage finals. Yeah. But fortunately, we're in a good place and everything right now, which is nice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, do we have anything more to talk about, about the uh, uh, Zugen Mouse or Waxy as a company? What do you guys think? Um... Well, I don't really have uh, much more, no. 
Yeah, same here. I mean, we were planning about 15 to 30 minute episode and now it's 40. I was I was saying right before we started recording that, yeah, we get through this in 15 minutes, but now it's 40 minutes in. So so it's a little bit longer than we than I expected, at least. Yeah, but yeah I guess there we'll is a lot just, to talk about. Uh, cut all the, the boring stuff out and then we'll be down to 10 minutes. Yeah. Basically cut everything out apart from where Prasogal <laughs> talks about the NP01. This is the yeah, only yeah. one that has it and we're good. <laughs> yeah, it should have been better if we have had waited a little bit so you you would have had it also. So I should have had it, man. I should have chased out. As soon as I saw it pop up on tracking that it wasn't here that they attempted to deliver, which they didn't, I should have dived down out of the seventh story window and hunted that delivery van down. It must have yeah, been close. Yeah, you ruined this episode. Yeah, it's so close. I can smell it. <laughs> we got to start somewhere, yeah. though, and I think that's the that's the thing, right? Uh, if people have any like feedback or suggestions, or if they like this, most importantly of all, um, it's something we can obviously tighten up and make make better for future episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, as I said in the beginning, this is most likely going to be just on YouTube at the moment, and it's going to be on my YouTube channel. So you, if you see it, you're listening to it right now. Yeah. Uh, so and in the future we talk about NVC maybe streaming our our podcast so yeah on Twitch and uh, also in the description it's gonna be links to uh, all all our socials that we want to share and stuff like that so check out the description for those and at least me and me and NVC do reviews on YouTube and yeah if you're watching this you're on my channel but NVC's channel is just NVC right. Yeah, it was uh, the best worst name to pick. I, I, I wanted I'm NVC, but I couldn't live without the apostrophe. My OCD was killing me. So I went with just NVC, but it's J-U-S-T-N-V-C, not just NVC. Yeah, it was uh, it was an awkward one to pick. But yeah, that's yeah. correct. And yeah, for Psogli, you can check his reviews on Tech Power Up. Is there a, like, I guess you can categorize it, mice reviews from there, because there is a massive amount of reviews on that on that side yeah and there will be a new one shortly of course so stay tuned for more yeah yeah uh link for that is also i will update it on the description so if you're listening to it after he's released it so there is a the link is gonna be gonna be in there but yeah that's pretty much it from my part and exactly what nvc said that put all the feedback you have on the comments and you can tweet at us my twitter is at least gonna be on the dish uh, everybody's tweeters are gonna be on the description so you can tweet at us and stuff like that and get give feedback because this is the uh, first podcast for me and Sogel and I think it was pretty much the first for NVC also so we are quite new and I don't think anyone has done done a gaming peripheral or gaming my mouse podcast before so we got some ideas but we could use some more and of course yeah re- remember that give those uh, suggestions for the name because at the moment, yeah, we are, we are going to be nameless for for a while, it looks at least from the suggestions that us three were coming with. So, have yeah. no creativity. We're YouTubers without direction, and uh, exactly, and a tech reviewer. Yeah, yeah, but that's pretty much it. Thanks for those who listened and watched. So, I guess we'll see you on the next episode i'm not sure how when it's gonna be maybe next week or week after that but we'll see about that then i will inform inform you guys on twitter or something like that but yeah so that's pretty much it thank you thank you